On today's USA 10Cast, Travis Clark joins us and gives us the name of all 23 players who will be on the 2022 World Cup roster. Okay, not really, but we do convince him to give us some names to look for in the future after he checked out the Generation Adidas tournament last weekend. And we also evaluate the whole system, all that, coming up on the USA 10Cast. Welcome to today's edition of the USA 10Cast. John Arnold here, joined today by Travis Clark. He does a lot of different things for a lot of different people. You might know him from MLSsoccer.com or, of course, his work on the USA 10 kit. Travis was at the Generation Adidas Tournament down in Frisco. And, uh, Travis, we were hoping you'd give us a little insight. First of all, how are you doing? I'm doing well tonight, thanks. How are you? Great, great. And uh, excited about this tournament. Uh, first of all, could you kind of give us just a little background information, uh, kind of a general summary of, of what the tournament is and what it seeks to do? Basically, the tournament, tournament is a... Is kind of a mixture of a showcase um, for youth players involved with MLS academies across the league, which numbering around 16 teams at the U-17 level. And this uh, year it was eight teams at the U-15 level. It's been in the past known as the Soccer United Marketing Cup, some cup, U-17, but this year is the Generation Adidas Cup. And it's basically all the, you know, the, the who's who's of uh, – Youth programs and MLS teams are, you know, descend on a certain location and kind of compete against each other. And a good LA team came out victorious this time around. Could you kind of describe? It sounds uh, pretty crazy uh, to me. I, maybe I'm wrong. Is it kind of a festive atmosphere? What's the general feeling, I guess, surrounding the tournament? Well, if you're looking from the kids' perspective, they get to treat it like professionals, so it's a really neat experience for them, really tests them. You know, it is crazy. It's like a youth soccer tournament. If you've been to one, you know. I mean, anyone who's been to a youth soccer tournament is just like that with several games going at once. Your head's kind of spinning. you got to kind of pick and choose what you're looking at. Um, and, and, you know, it's, a, it's an exciting time because these kids get to play against other MLS teams. They're wearing MLS gear, and they're living in a hotel for a week. So it's pretty cool if I was you know, 14, 15, or 16-year-old. Yeah, you mentioned how your head's spinning and you're always having to look at something else. What are some things that you looked at specifically and what are some observations that you saw that would be of interest to our USA 10 kit, whether that's, you know, a, a team that's up and coming in the academy to watch or maybe some specific players? Well, just the overall initiative of it was impressive, kind of the operation they had in place, you know, looking at 16 MLS teams with U17 teams and that, you know, things are being done at the youth level by MLS teams, and that's where things need to keep moving forward in the youth programs. And there's some good players out there. I know that they're not in front of a camera. They're not in the U.S. under-17 team, so people can't look at them and evaluate them. But there are some really, really good players out there who will likely be you know, playing at the MLS level in the next three or four years or so. Who are some of those players that we could uh, kind of watch for? Well, there's a... You know, there's obviously, you know, a long process. So, I, you know, it's kind of hard to pin them down. Right. That, that, that might have been an unfair question. Uh, the guys any, like, anybody uh, that stuck out. So, you know, Richard Sanchez, he is the FC Dallas goalie that went to the under-17 World Cup, uh, played for Mexico. He's somebody to keep an eye on. There's a, a handful of kids from the L.A. team that won it all. You know, you have a guy like Raul Mendiola who came onto the team for the tournament will be joining the, the academy in the fall, who's this really, he's not a very big guy, but he's a very attacking-minded player. I can't really think of a person to compare him to, but I think he's someone who could be big. There's a, a, a twin, twin brothers on the Galaxy, Justin and Sean Dillon, who are these tall, lanky kids that are super fast, 
great technical ability and you know if they keep progressing i think they'll they'll hit the first team at some point and you know a lot of the u17 prospects were on display so that was cool to see them sort of um you know back with their youth clubs or you know playing for a youth uh, mls youth club and just testing themselves against you know a different sort of opposite opposition mm-hmm. Uh, now, of course, if we're not hearing from those guys in four or five years, Travis, we're going to come and find you and be very upset with your predictions. So yes, I want you to I'm, know that. <laughs> I'm looking forward to that. Um, I know it was kind of unfair to ask you to look into the future, but I'm going to do it again. What do you see from this tournament and maybe in the grand scheme of things, the the academy? I guess I'm sure you have to talk to some kind of movers and shakers in the in the youth program. And, it's, and maybe this is too broad, but with Klinsman coming in as well, I guess how do you see the – youth soccer system in this country developing and, and, you know, kind of based on what you've seen this weekend and also your knowledge, you know, covering the, that level uh, so frequently. Well, it's moving in the right direction, but you were talking about a cultural change, a change in a system that's been in place for several years, a, a system that allows people to make, you know, a pretty good living off of uh, pay-to-play programs. And MLS teams, as far as I know, don't charge their kids to play, um, which is a very, very good thing. There's a lot of supportive ownership groups out there that are recognizing that this is a really smart way to go about things. Obviously, this has only been happening for the last four, five, maybe six years at the MLS level. Before then, you know, the, the league was just trying to kind of hang in there and survive. So now they're turning their focus on MLS academies, and you're slowly starting to see it come all the way up to the top, to the U.S. men's national team. You have Agadello. And today's news of Bill Hamid. Hamid's the second guy who's at an MLS academy to now make the uh, men's national team f- like the full squad. Right. Well, it sounds like uh, we'll definitely have continued developments. And um, Travis, we appreciate you coming on the Ten Cast, man. We'll uh, we'll definitely keep you uh, around, and, and uh, if you can keep us updated, that'd be fantastic. Thanks, John. I'm glad you guys are gonna keep me around. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I don't really know if that's my decision. So I mean, you know. But uh, anyway, again, thanks for joining us. I wasn't trying to uh, cast any sort of decision on your future. <laughs> no worries. But again, <laughs> definitely. A hard time is always uh, deserved when I make comments that aren't the brightest. But thanks for uh, joining us again. Thanks for listening and uh, sticking around with us. We'll be back next week with U.S.-Mexico preview. I think Noah Davis is going to join us and talk some Jurgen Klinsman, everyone's favorite topic at the moment. So thanks for joining us, and we'll catch you next time on the USA 10 Cast.